Welcome to Sports Cars, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your hosts, Chet Kobick and Lester Munson. Sports card time again. How you doing, everybody? I'm Chet Kopic, along with uh, Premier ESPN legal analyst Lester Munson. Sports court, of course, brought your way by the great people at American Taxi, Chicago's number one suburban taxi service for comfort, reliability, and the fair pricing always go with American Taxi. Uh, Lester, I have a question to ask you uh, regarding the uh, uh, interest and the uh, uh, the priorities uh of the people here in Chicago. Uh, you mentioned to me today that uh, in the Chicago Tribune, uh, they had four reporters covering the Iowa caucus, which is the uh, unofficial uh, kickoff to uh, the uh, 2012 presidential election. There were five reporters covering the Bears. What does that tell us? <laughs> that tells us that the Chicago Tribune priorities reflect the priorities of the people of Chicago. There's no question about it. The... Uh, Five reporters covering Jerry Angelo. They did this all on deadline. They were working fast. Nobody saw it coming. Uh, the Iowa caucuses, as you say, are the opening, uh, the top half of the first inning in the presidential campaign. So what's more important here in Chicago? Obviously, the welfare of the Chicago Bears, not the welfare of the United States. Well, I would suggest this. The fact of the matter is, Lester, there are no betting lines on the Iowa caucus. People bet the Bears. They don't bet on Rick Santorum. <laughs> Therefore, the interest in the Bears. Uh, if somebody in Las Vegas is thinking clearly they should be setting up a line on the New Hampshire primary and the South Carolina primary so that people can invest at, while watching all the TV coverage uh, of these great events. My friend uh, Ted Phillips, longtime president of the Chicago Bears, how much credibility, in your eyes, did he lose when, during the course of his press conference, regarding the uh, departure of Mike Martz, he said, that was Lovey's call. <laughs> Who runs the Bears, Ted yeah. Phillips or Lovey? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Ted Phillips, uh, you wonder why he is still there. Uh, you and I both know that it was he who managed to put together the deal for Soldier Field. The renovation of Soldier Field with a lot of public money thrown in by the former mayor, Richard Daley, uh, led to an increase in the value value of the Bears franchise of at least three or $400 million. So whatever Ted Phillips says, you and I can criticize him, but I, I think the, the McCaskey family is going to keep him there for the duration. He did more for them than anybody except the original Papa Bear. Uh, as you know, this is really not unusual on the part of the Bears to uh, retain a coach while they... Uh Search for a general manager. Way, way back in uh, 1974, when the Bears came up with a master stroke and hired uh, Jim Finks, Finks had to endure uh, Abe Gibran for one year. <laughs> <laughs> Abe Gibran, of course, he was so much fun to watch on the sideline. Uh, he is the only head coach I've ever seen who wasn't real sure who was going to be on the punt team until he started looking around the sideline. They could send out eight guys instead of 11 at any given moment. There were things going on with him. And then you have Finks, this brilliant, visionary leader, totally organized. Imagine the two of those guys trying to talk about anything. They, they couldn't agree on the time of day. Hi, my friend, uh, Jerry Sandusky. Happy Valley, Penn State, uh, the charges. Really, it's kind of a kind of a back burner issue as we speak but 
Lester Munson knows some things that uh, people need to know. The, the situation there continues to get worse. There are now more victims. We know of two more victims. That takes the total up to 14. One of them uh, has told the authorities that he was victimized in an office in the football building at Penn State. The key thing about that is it was an office that belonged to Jerry Sandusky at a time when the university at the highest level had said he should have no office, he shouldn't be in the building, don't let him bring children around the campus. So even though the university took the pathetic little action that it took, the coaching staff and Joe Paterno ignored what the university said and they let Sandusky continue with his predations, even after the university had tried uh, in its own bizarre way to bring them to a stop. Let's be hypothetical. Eventually, Sandusky will uh, go to trial. How do you represent Jerry Sandusky? The the only possible way to represent Jerry Sandusky is to start now negotiating a plea and cut the jail time down from life in prison to something in the range of 15 to 20 years. But his lawyers... Uh, whose work grows more bizarre by the day, have no interest in negotiating a plea. I think that will probably change. I think at a certain point they're going to realize the predicament that he is in, just as they realized what would have happened in the preliminary hearing if they had been forced to sit there and listen to 10 victims testify in a single day. At some point, some level of reason and clear thinking will take hold, and Sandusky will start the process that will lead to a guilty pr- guilty plea. What have you found to be most uh, bizarre about uh, the legal team for uh, Jerry Sandusky? Probably the most bizarre thing is that the legal team is more interested in explaining to the world what great lawyers they are than in doing <laughs> what is the right thing for Jerry Sandusky. I guess this is not a surprise within certain parts of the legal profession, but a real criminal defense lawyer, somebody who was there working for the client and not for his own ego, would have conducted the preliminary hearing, would never have had a press conference on the steps of the courthouse that went on for more than an hour, and would have tried already to find the basic metrics of a plea bargain. None of that is going on with these guys. They view this as a once in a lifetime career opportunity for some publicity, and that's what they're doing. My friend uh, Kyle Orton, uh, caught in a financial scam. What do you know about the story? Where's the story going? Kyle Orton was one of quite a number of people who, for some reason, decided to invest in the methane gas that pours out of a landfill. A landfill is a pile of garbage. Mm-hmm. Garbage produces gas, and the idea was to convert that gas into electrical energy. S- Kyle Orton put money in there because if the investment had worked, he gets a tax credit. This is not a tax deduction. This is a tax credit. That means they subtract it from the amount of tax you owe. It's much better than a tax deduction. As a matter of fact, a tax credit if you were to rank the great things in the world that do not involve sex, a tax credit is in the top five. That's how good a tax credit is. However, these did not work. The IRS now is conducting a criminal investigation of the people who put this together, and poor Kyle Orton lost uh, a few million dollars in this. Which tells me the obvious. Orton will never reclaim a dime. 
I don't think he will. He is suing a law firm here. It's a law firm that until now has had some great success. The name of it is Chuhack and Texan. They got about 40 lawyers working there. He's trying to blame this on the lawyers. The lawyers will in turn blame it on the developers who came up with the idea. He might be able to collect some of this back, but it's going to be a mighty struggle. Does it surprise you, as it surprises me, how many uh, people involved in sports who have uh, reasonably good intelligence or particularly good intelligence who wind up in deals that just look so good and and blow up? I mean, I mean, Kyle Orton is hardly hardly isolated. No, he's one of many uh, NFL players and other professional athletes who have been victimized by these schemers. The I think the problem is that as an elite athlete, you're devoting yourself to working out, to uh, getting bigger, stronger, and faster. You spend a minimum amount of time investing the huge sums of money that you earn, and you're a real target for the connivers who put these deals together. It's the same thing with doctors. Doctors have long days taking care of their patients. They spend 30 seconds on an investment decision, and they regret it for the rest of their lives. And football players and doctors are the targets for these things. Well, Lester, as we uh, close shop and we uh, wish all of our friends uh, the happiest of New Year's, here are uh, some headlines that you can look forward to seeing during the year 2012. Swaim unconcerned by Cubs' slow start. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to hear that headline. <laughs> Cutler complains about new offense. <laughs> Won't that be something? Another coordinator for Jay Cutler. Just what he needs. Bears try to avoid 0-3 start. <laughs> <laughs> We're being very pessimistic here. Something good will happen. We don't know what it is yet. He is Lester Munson, ESPN legal expert. I'm Chet Kopic. This has been Sports Court, brought to you by the wonderful people at American Taxi. Take good care and remember... With American Taxi, you are always riding in comfort. So long, everybody.